0: Speaking of uh, of stories to tell, that reminds me. Uh, earlier today, I was looking out the kitchen window and I saw a squirrel where the tail had no fur on it. It was just like a, like you know, like a rat's tail. Oh,
1: Ew! Wow.
0: But it was a squirrel. <laughs> That's, That's terrible.
1: We should call the CDC. Somebody's or
2: torturing the squirrels.
0: I mean. I don't know anything about hair growth on, on squirrels. I that's, don't
1: think that's normal, though. But
0: I know, uh, I've never seen anything like that before. I wonder
2: if it was, like, singed off.
1: Could be. And like, a fire. Look at Stacy squirrel informing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys Call have back. any squirrel information?
1: Uh, I
2: don't. Oh, I my don't. gosh, I have another. Oh.
0: <laughs> i sorry. Uh there's one time I saw a squirrel that was, like, you know, like the normal brown... Uh, squirrel color on half of its body and then on the other half of its body it was like the dark, like almost black. But it, it was like like split at the middle, like in the, the middle of the belly. Huh. Isn't oh. that so weird? It, it is, weird. is weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Did you take a picture of it? No. Mm-hmm. It's too squirrely for you. Yeah. Squirrels are hard to
1: capture. Yeah, That's right. true. That's it for Squirrel Watch. <laughs> yep. You're listening to The Good, The Bad, and The Funny, the podcast where every week we tell three stories, one good, one bad, one funny. I'm your host, Jesse McIntyre.
2: And I'm your other host, Lynette
1: Thomas.
0: And I'm your other other host, Stacey Stark.
1: Let's go. That was a great was intro, beautiful. guys. That
2: was so beautiful. I remembered my name. Mm.
1: Yeah. Nailed it. You're the one I was worried about. I mean, sometimes... Fucking... I'm not sure. One take Andy over here. Oh. What? Is that a, is that, a,
2: is that a popular...
1: It is now.
2: Series of children's
1: books? Yes.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, you
2: cannot play with the dog while we record okay,
1: the Okay, well, she shouldn't be so fucking cute then.
2: Also, don't let her eat that... I'm not going to let her eat the yeah, slinky. Yeah, like, where did you even find that fucking slinky? Up dog?
1: there next to the glasses. Oh, look,
2: the children's corner? Yeah. <laughs> I see. Good
1: grief. Is that all the toys your children have? <laughs> that's are all loud the loud toys. A
2: I, I, I fucked up uh, black mermaid, <laughs> a Spider Man, <laughs> and a black Barbie doll and with unremovable clothes.
1: Man, that's fucked up. You should buy your children more stuff. Do
2: they need more? There's also, like, a Barbie boot up there. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: So that's good to chew on.
2: I, I truly feel like that's the amount of that's more toys than I had as a kid.
1: That's sad. <laughs> that's just because you uh, lived a terrible, terrible life doesn't mean Huey and Sophia should. Why? Uh, cause they're good.
2: Right. I mean, because got, I make them suffer. You
1: got what you she really does.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: You just make them toil.
2: Yeah. Is anyone cold? I am freezing. Should I turn the AC off?
1: I'm actually quite comfortable.
2: No, I don't think you should because it's going to get too hot in here. I mean, we could just adjust the levels. I'm a sweater Or you can, you know, grab a sweater. I'll just suffer. Okay. (laughs) It's easier. (laughs) I I feel like uh, we should get started. We should um, let the audience know that we pick from a hat which story we're going to. Mm -hmm. To get. So like we, whether it's good, whether it's bad, or funny. yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Funny.
2: yeah. I just think that's probably something that they should
1: know. Yeah, every week we, mm-hmm. we choose randomly uh, who does the good, who does the bad, and who does the funny.
2: And we don't let each other know what it is. Mm-hmm. My yes. story really could go one of two ways, for sure. I feel like my story is kind of... It could be all three... Probably, uh, depending on how I.
1: Yeah, mine is. I don't him. know. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. It's gonna um, be uncomfortable.
2: I'm so excited the right good, now. The good, the bad, this and the uncomfortable. This is gonna be great. Um, okay, so who's going first? You. you. I'm not going first. Yeah,
1: this that's time. the format. I'm every week, first. every week, it's it goes Lynette, <clears throat> Stacy, Jess.
2: Um. Okay. Are we ready? <laughs> wait, wait, wait.
0: I, I just, I just have to say, you're reading your story from a book that says Satan.
2: It says on it. Satan was a lesbian.
0: Oh, I didn't see the rest of the words. Um,
2: that's great. So this is a notebook my friend bought me. When I brought this notebook home, um, it it, it broke my son. Like he read it mm-hmm. and was like. Okay, is this book being mean to lesbians? Uh is it because like Satan is bad, but lesbians are
1: good. Yeah, they are.
2: But if Satan is a lesbian, is Satan good? Like he, he it took him about like forty five minutes to just truly just like dig into it. <laughs>
1: who's on first? His <laughs> way through that shit. Yeah. Damn. Um, I
2: yeah.
0: don't know. I kind of feel like a fallen angel who thinks so you know I'm a an angel, I'm a big boss, you
2: know, and I'm I'm a lesbian. So. Mm. Oh, that's right.
1: <laughs> was this when he was going through his like?
2: He like was. The Jesus o- thing? He was over the Jesus thing at this point. Oh, so that's why it was like even more so hmm. because he had he was over the jesus thing and there's no religious anything in my house so like that was his first like why is this even here right and then and then it evolved into like satan bad Hmm, lesbian <laughs> I live with one of those. She's pretty <laughs> fine. I think.
0: I think we should also mention, while we're on the subject, uh, that Huey used to be a JW. Yes, he used uh, to be
2: a Jehovah's Witness of his own
0: volition. <laughs> and then one day he was like, "You know what? I don't think I'm about this anymore because I like gay people and JWs think gay people are bad." Mm-hmm.
2: So no. Started as a Jehovah's Witness and then he's like, ah, "I don't know. They have a whole lot of rules." I'm just vaguely Christian and then he found out that the that all Christians, I mean, the ten, the in the foundational churches were are pretty against LGBT rights and so then he's like, okay, well, I'm done with that altogether." And mm-hmm. yeah. based. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely based.
2: Yeah. Okay, are we ready? Um I want to talk about tuberculosis. Oh, oh Jesus. god. I don't even know what that is. Tretx. Right. Great. Yeah. That's why we're here. I want to talk about tuberculosis. So tuberculosis is my first um um like awareness of tuberculosis came from the book that we all had to read somewhere in like 7th grade, uh Number the Stars. Number the Stars. What was the name of the book? Is the name of the book? Never yeah, heard of never it. Read shit. <clears throat> it is a fictional tale of um, um, the Holocaust. It's not mm-hmm. like about the Holocaust, but it's about a little girl um, who is Jewish and um, is basically escaping the Nazis, and it's like her story. Um, and I, I think that you've read this book. Like I just don't think. That anyone is—I I mean, I think they nowadays, after the Boy in the Striped Pyjamas got Mm-mm. big, they kind of shifted over to that book. But mm-hmm. there is a Holocaust book that you do have to read somewhere in middle school. But can
0: that, I? Can I just interrupt? Yeah. Uh, the Holocaust was my favorite subject, and I know for a fact that
2: I have never heard of the book you're talking about.
1: Stacy does love. I the feel like
2: maybe look look it up on your phone. The cover's iconic, and I feel like that might. Jog your memory a little bit. All right, I'll
0: do that. Thank you. Okay, I didn't want to because I don't like being told what to do. But
2: mm.
0: like, I'm just expressing like that's really how I felt my moment. Then I was like, you know what, I can. <laughs> you can. I it's can do that. Number the stars. Is it yes.
1: the fault in our stars.
0: Yes. No, but we're going story? to get to that. Actually, weirdly enough, in this story, in this same story, in this story. Oh, I'm on the edge of my seat, I, I, guys. That was a great movie. I'm,
2: look, I'm coming with heat this week, and I've done mm-hmm. zero real research.
1: Um, no, that's. Are you just making all of this up off the top <laughs> yeah. of your head? It's a be-
2: it's this beautiful
0: picture, but no, I've never, never read. Th- okay, so anyway. Let
1: me see. Um, okay. I, okay.
0: Well, all right.
1: <laughs> we, we'll, we'll link uh, to the uh, <laughs> one picture one in the description.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or you can just look it up.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I read that.
2: Okay, see, I'm not, I'm not crazy. Most people do. Maybe not in. Iowa Connecticut Iowa okay
1: but there's a a scene where she throws off the Nazi dogs uh, Mm -hmm. with meat and cocaine
2: yes okay so in that book though one they're they're trying to get her out um, of Nazi Germany they they hide her in a casket and um, German officers come and tell them to open up the casket and they don't they get out of it by being like oh my aunt's in that casket she died from tuberculosis Mm. Mm. and they didn't open the casket because tuberculosis is the deadliest infectious disease yeah um and so that was my first glimpse into like TB I I just found it super interesting and that part of the story always stuck with me because like what is this disease that you can't even open a casket Mm. and the person's already dead you Mm. know what I mean so anyway uh, that's my first purview into tuberculosis. Uh, tuberculosis, like I said, is the deadliest infectious disease. It was often called consumption. It was that's back in the, the day. Was. That's what, what consumption is. What? Um, it, it, which is just a cough, <laughs> like a persistent cough that eventually kills you. So There's in, always that scene where in, you
1: cough into the... and then there's blood blood.
2: (laughs) that doesn't make any sense in in so any old-timey movie where there's like some frail lady in the background uh you know like coughing and sputtering and always has like the the handkerchief to her Mm -hmm. mouth like that's that's what it is um and every time you hear reference she died of consumption that's what it is and we didn't understand at that time that tuberculosis was a singular disease it we kind of just was like, sometimes people cough themselves to death, and it turned. And it turns out they did a bunch of experiments too, because tuberculosis was linked to um, vampirism.
1: Ooh. What? Okay.
2: Oh yeah. Back in the day, mm-hmm. I've heard about because, that because um, it's infectious, but people didn't really understand. Somebody would just cough themselves to death, and then they would die and then their family members would also slowly cough themselves to death and it would just like go on and just wipe out entire families and so for some reason when they would
0: when they would dig up the bodies though they would always have like blood in their mouths and they would be like oh this dead body is coming back to life Um, and killing their family
2: members yes so interesting yeah um okay so um
1: See, you know some stuff about tuberculosis.
2: Apparently, you I do. You said you didn't
1: know anything uh-huh. about tuberculosis. I mean, I say oh, a she lot of things, reciting all number, <laughs> number of number, the stars to us. <laughs> you fucking liar! Back
2: on track. Between the, um, between the, I guess I should say that tuberculosis is so deadly. Today, it kills uh, around. 30,000 people a week
1: Seriously?
2: Fucking seriously Globally, right? Globally, yes That's still crazy numbers, you know That's like In the US? That's like flu numbers for the year Mm. Does it happen in the US? Um, It can, but not really We'll get to that though That's part of the story So it's super deadly Between the 40s and 60s uh, we developed and, syn- and synthesized like a cocktail of drugs that cure tuberculosis um, from the 60s till mm, about 20-25 years ago we didn't develop any because we had effectively cured it in rich countries and then we just stopped giving a fuck and because we stopped giving a fuck <laughs> um um, medicine-resistant tuberculosis started um, creeping up. So there is tuberculosis out there that is just resistant to the cure that oh, was coming like up a,
1: with. Like a tuberculosis variant, like correct, like COVID variants,
2: correct. About twenty years ago, people started getting a little angry, namely the World Health Organization, because people in third-world countries were, and not even third-world countries, but just countries that weren't as rich as the United States or Britain or whatever, people were still dying of tuberculosis and for no reason, it's mostly fucking curable. In comes uh, Johnson & Johnson. So, okay, so like the World Health Organization made a stink about it. And then governments uh, in rich countries decided to um, invest money into making cheaper medication uh, that they could send over to other countries to to cure tuberculosis right right? so the government governments funded a bunch also johnson and johnson pretty much produced the medication that that came of all of this so they produced the medication and they invested heavily in the medication and they developed uh, they because they had done that produced the medication and invested heavily in the medication and took risk in creating the medication we allowed them to patent that medication Okay. Sure. Okay. Now.
1: That's a good idea.
2: <laughs> them, ha- so the thing that they patented was a, was basically it's been um, likened to a pin cap for a pin. It's not the pin itself. It's not the functioning bit that they patented. Like, mm-hmm. it's not the active part. It's not active the tuberculosis part. medication. Right. But they, through. whatever other thing. Um. So it's like, so they created this patent, which basically made it so that no generics could be made of this medication. Okay. That patent was set to expire July 18th Mm -hmm. of this year. That's right. And that would mean that we could get generic tuberculosis medication over to uh, other countries. Now, we had already, okay, so this is where it gets a little convoluted. We had already denied their patent in the United States because we didn't think that, that, that what they patented was Different revolutionary enough, yeah. enough or uh, necessary enough for them to continue that patent. But the patent continued in third-world countries where they yeah. have a high uh, TB burden, right? Like I said... Today, thirty thousand people a week are dying from a disease that is fucking curable. There's no, there's, there's no reason for it. For sure. And I would also just make like an aside to this, um, that the pharmaceutical industry and our, like pharmaceutical industry altogether, uh, are fucking assholes. What they do well is they mark up the prices of drugs to fund research. For other to to make and manufacture other drugs, I love that for them. That's good. The problem is the drugs that they decide to mark up to fund research are drugs that like are life saving yeah. medication, like insulin mm-hmm. and things like that. Which like it's just a shitty business model when we have a bunch of not necessary drugs that they could mark up in in price. Yeah. But the Viagra? reason why Viagra's they mark
1: dirt fucking cheap.
2: The reason why I assume they mark up these life-saving drugs is because people have to buy them. Yeah. Um, But it's just a fucky system altogether.
1: Absolute garbage. It's fucked up that you can even file a patent on, like, life-saving medication. On life-saving
2: medication. medication.
1: Like, that's really fucked up.
2: Yes. Absolutely. Okay, so uh, back to the story. So the patent was set to expire in these third world countries and Johnson and Johnson were going to renew the fucking patent. Of course. So in comes, um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with these people, Jesse, I feel like you might be, Stacey, probably not, but the Brothers. Yes. I feel like I've heard of that. Okay. Absolutely. So the Brothers are <laughs> Hank Green and John Green. Mm-hmm. John Green wrote... The fault in our stars yes oh, shit. <laughs> yeah they also have the vlog brother channel which is honestly just the most wholesome long-lasting yeah they're YouTube like channel. They're
1: pillars of the youtube
2: they are they created YouTube. vidcon yeah um they also like i just love their channel because it's just them talking to each other in a series of videos so like hank will do one who's like hey Hey brother. <laughs> and it's just cute yeah. and I love it. I love it so much.
0: Wait, but anyway, did he also write a walk to remember, or was that Nicholas Sparks?
2: That was Nicholas Sparks. Oh, okay. Don't ever
1: put yeah, that yeah, on John no, Green. That's up.
2: <laughs> they're Hank very Green just similar. Had his, uh, last stories.
1: round of chemo,
2: too. Yes. So so uh, yes. Hank Green is so I do want to just talk about the brothers independently. So John Green is uh you know, he went to school for English. He's made a bunch of Books, The Fallen Our Stars probably being the most popular, but all of his books that he's made are award-winning. Um, and, you know, with his brother, he made, he created VidCon. Um, and he also made project the Project for Awesome, which has been going on since 2007. It's a, it's like, people can get on YouTube and create videos. They have like like two days to create and send these videos to John and Hank in which they just creatively pitch for a, a charity. And every year that they've done this, just to create awareness for these charities, and then, they, and then people can go and, you know, donate money to these charities. Right. Every year that they've done this, they've made more money. So they've been doing this since 2007. Every year, the donations have increased. This year, they brought in $3 million. That's crazy. That's for, awesome. like, various charities. Okay. So just wholesome dudes so that's John Green wonderful recently though John Green has been like traveling to Africa like Sierra Leone and places like that with a focus on tuberculosis to like kind of an like, nauseating extent him, like he's just been so hyper focused on that, and just taking all of his resources, just making people aware that people are still dying. You know, whatever. Um, Hank Green uh, is a scientist. He has his degrees are in science. What I love about Hank Green is that he's always on Twitter uh, arguing with politicians, but yeah. he's also makes just the greatest series of tiktoks which is just science facts where he just explains random science shit to people and i just think that it makes something that's very inaccessible to people very accessible to people
1: definitely yeah he's a great science communicator for sure
2: yeah so back to tuberculosis after So when the patent was set to expire, John Green got on Vlogbrothers and made a video talking about Johnson & Johnson and them trying to extend this patent. And it was like, hey, we buy all of their products here in America. That's where the majority of their products are sold. So let's kind of do a boycott. Let's, you know, tell them. Let generics of this medication.
1: Be, they got that baby.
2: Um, you know. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so he Wait, got I don't on... think that's
1: Johnson & Johnson actually. <laughs> uh, that's Gerber.
2: Yes. Uh, he got on so anyway, he got on Vlogbrothers and made people aware of this and and um people made memes, did what the internet does, made memes, attacked sure. them on social media, and um they released a statement that was like basically how dare you? <laughs> it was a really shitty statement, but the gist of it was like
1: I mean did they play a ukulele?
2: So um no. But the, the gist of the <laughs> the gist of the statement was basically we are taking financially a hit. In producing medication for life saving drugs, because we could make more money if we put our resources into a sexier drug. Uh, And it's like, cool, dog, (laughs) what does that have to do? What does that have to do with anything? You know? Okay. Right. So then they released another statement. (sighs) Uh, saying that they they actually they weren't going to, they were still going to renew the patent however they did get with i think the world health organization and some uh causes to ntb um, they got with them and mm. and and gave the go ahead for them to release generics and
1: in... oh how benevolent how benevolent of them you okay so here's fine, the thing you can have your life-saving medication if,
2: if Johnson and Johnson were dead ass, not going to let generics be produced. Six million people would have died because the patents for four years, six million people would have died. So I'm just going to lay my cards on the table. This is an infuriating fucking story, but this is a good story because at least in the next four years, six million people who would have died. from a completely curable fucking disease will not have died. And that is, that's
1: a dub. That's definitely a dub. My story.
2: I'm surprised I didn't get emotional because it truly fucking pisses me off. (laughs) It's so fucking mad.
1: I feel like the government should call their bluff and be like, fine. Yeah. Private companies cannot make life-saving medication anymore. And the, government just then produces said life-saving we can't medication. do that or
0: I, I think be- I think at least they shouldn't be allowed to
2: make it so that
0: no one else can
2: you if it's a life-saving drug I do believe that like you were saying earlier you shouldn't be able to patent a drug mm-hmm. that is a life-saving drug period now you can you should be able to patent mm, if you did it in a quirky way or whatever mm. but the idea that people could in theory produce the exact same drug with the same benefit and they just can't because you're holding a patent saying that they like that's shitty and you shouldn't be able to patent the entirety of the medication along with could whatever you imagine if
1: they did that shit with like covid
0: can i like, actually was i was just about to ask about that um so, there's this thing going around. Um, I was with Laura at the time, and she was really uh, interested in these uh, conspiracy theories. Um, but apparently, uh, there was, like, a patent on the COVID vaccine, like, years before COVID happened. Do you think that that's a
2: true I do think that if there's well, yeah, there's but, some well, truth in that. COVID did
1: exist because before. COVID
2: did exist. We were making, we, so they did patent so that they could produce mm-hmm. um, mRNA uh, vaccinations. Yeah, that was They had, bit, been had been the working on that for a long time. For forever. It's just, we, so the way that medication generally works is that people have to fund the research to make the thing and once Mm -hmm. something isn't in the news anymore once the once um the the disease isn't widespread and we're not actively in in a pandemic or whatever then the funding generally stops so with with those the with the mRNA vaccines, they were already producing them for, I'm trying to think of, was it the bird flu or, there was one of these other.
1: I, I, I want to say it was swine flu. It
2: could have been, yeah, it, it could have been that. It, but one of those, we had started producing it, but then the that epidemic stopped. And so then we stopped funding it. Um, as heavily, and so that's Super why. Mad, stupid. Don't it's so me. it's so fucking maddening, dude. It's so mad- just the idea that we could just easily fucking save people's lives, and we just choose not to. That there's some fucking douchebag who can sit, you know, in his fucking ivory tower and be like, make these decisions. Mm-hmm.
0: This is a yeah.
1: very short-sighted motherfucker, though, too. Because you think that's... Uh, those six million people, right? That's... Uh, Potential million, Johnson yeah, & Johnson Yeah, that's customers. six million more consumers. They're
2: probably going to get malaria down the road. Like, <laughs> yeah, just they, fucking... Yeah, for sure. Come on, dude. I, I don't just, know. It's just fucking... And it's and, and of course it's Africa. It's always fucking Africa, right? That bears the burden of... so. So the only reason these people have money and and are rich in, in America or Britain or wherever the fuck is, is off of the backs of this, of this country or this, uh, yeah, this continent that we just fucking raped and, and took everything from. And then, and then to, to, they can't even get the littlest amount back, which is letting them have medication for a disease that is completely fucking curable. It's just so fucking frustrating. But at least six million lives were saved this this go around, for fuck's sake.
1: That was kind of a kind of a bummer. I know, a but moment. it but it is a good
2: story. It is a good story. It does turn kind of good.
1: <laughs>
0: Definitely. Uh, yeah, and I just want to say, uh, July eighteenth was like five days ago. Yes. Yeah.
1: That is true. Um,
2: Who's fucking next? It's me. Hell yeah. And I've, I'm still Get to fucking
0: excited. I'm so excited to tell you guys about my story. Um <laughs> All right, I guess I'll just start um my story is about the OG influencer Paris Hilton.
2: Oh my god, yes.
0: Yeah. So, I watched this uh documentary. I changed my mind on like what story I was going to tell like four or five times. And then, finally, I saw this documentary. It just, like, randomly came on, and I was like, all right, I'll watch this. And it, was, it blew my mind. I learned so much. I had no, I had no idea. Anyway. <laughs>
1: Uh-oh.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm here for it. Let's go. All right. So, Paris Hilton. <clears throat> I think, um, like, one of the most, like, common misconceptions. Uh, Ken, I'm sorry. I have to cut you off.
2: All right, I am so sorry.
0: No problem. Um, so anyway, I think, like, one of the most uh, common misconceptions about uh, Paris Hilton is that um, she has all this money because, uh, like, her, her grandfather, like, created the Hilton hotel chain, mm-hmm. and so her family's super rich. But, um, like, that guy, like, he had, like, a lot of other kids, and he didn't, like, give all of them his money.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: But like they, you know, they were still Hilton's. So they were like known by association. Right. I see. Um, But uh, she was still pretty well off uh, because like her parents, I guess, both had really good jobs. Um, Like so well off, in fact, that as a child, uh, she got herself a pet monkey. Good for her. Uh,
2: bad for the monkey,
1: terrible for I, the monkey, but good for I just, her.
0: I just think, like you know, as a child, if I were that child, if I were that well off, I also would have gotten myself a pet monkey. That's
1: exactly what I would have purchased as a child yeah. as a pet monkey, one hundred percent.
2: And okay. she did it, so she must have had. I think if I was a child with a bunch of money, I would, I would like to have made myself like a, a tiny mansion outside of my. A mansion that i would live in as a kid i would i will i would want
1: you you would want a separate
2: two-scale uh,
1: child-sized mansion
2: yes that's what i would for want. your monkey for me oh and i just move out
1: <laughs> and, Hell yeah. and live in my little house. i think that's that's yeah. very telling of my relationship with my family <laughs> Yeah, 100 <100%. laughs>
2: absolutely yeah
0: well once you hear this story i feel like you're gonna think she probably would have also done that in retrospect. I bet she did. Had she known what she knows now. what was gonna happen.
1: Oh, um, oh. oh. that's called foreshadowing. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So yeah, basically had like a pretty good childhood. Um, also pretty normal. like her, her sister uh, Nikki Hilton talked about how <clears throat> um, like Nikki like actually was kind of like more the girly one mm-hmm. out of the two of them. And Paris was more of, like, a tomboy. Um, but, like, you know, like, their mom, like, still wanted them to be, you know, like, really proper girls mm-hmm. and, like, kind of, like, trained them to be debutantes, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of where uh, Paris got her, you know, her, her poise and, like, how she presents herself mm-hmm. from. Um, so anyway, uh, they moved to New York City from wherever, pro- they probably lived in, like, California or something before, but they moved to, to New York City when she was, like, 14, and, um, and she, uh, like, her parents were really strict, like, they wouldn't, like, let her date or, like, go out or, like, really do anything, um, and so then finally, uh, she was like, uh, you know, fuck this, and she, you know, got, like, a fake ID and, like, started, um, just like sneaking out every night, going to clubs, and um, just was you know being a real rubble rouser. Oh. Yeah.
2: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> and so finally, like her mom, uh, like locked her in a room. Uh, Holy like she said, shit! Yeah, like she said, because it was like she was afraid, you know, of like predators, like of her teenage daughter just going out in the city, and you know, you know she it, didn't but
2: want- it's like you have a bunch <clears throat> of money, hire security. Right. You know what's also very interesting is I, I feel like there is way more rich people than you would feel comfortable with um, who've been locked in a room as a child. For sure. Mm-hmm. Like, that is definitely, that is I feel like a, that's almost a trope. It's right? so unsettling um, mm-hmm. and makes me very uncomfortable.
1: Rich people are weird. Rich yeah. people are weird.
0: So then um, and it gets worse uh, at one point. Um in the middle of the night while she was sleeping, these two guys came in and uh kidnapped her.
1: What? It was
0: staged. Oh my god, are but, you it to
2: tell me it was staged by well, your
0: fucking parents? Oh my well god. yeah, what what had happened was um they, like, they took her um, to, like, an emotional reform school, basically. But, like, she, she, had, no, she had no idea. She didn't know that that was going to happen. It was the middle of the night. She just literally thought she was just being kidnapped. What the
2: fuck is up with the 80s and 90s? Because this was a thing. This happened also to, you know, <sighs> trans and gay people. Mm-hmm. Um, what the fuck is Why would you think? That the Dr. way Bill to yeah, that the way to reform anyone is to make them scared for their life, mm-hmm. and then to find out that your your moment, like the 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 most traumatic thing that's ever happened to you, was orchestrated by the people by who the people who you. are supposed to love for and fucking sure, protect you. Yeah, Jesus. for sure. Goddamn
1: Christ!
2: Ugh. Yeah. Disgusting. And I would so,
1: never speak to my parents again.
0: Right, and obviously, like, still to this day, like, she has like major trust issues. Uh, yeah, she did. Yeah.
1: That's not hot.
0: And and she <laughs> and she has uh, nightmares every night. Yeah. That. Yeah, because
2: like like in what fucking who? It's like whose idea was it, and and why did anyone else be like, you know what? Yes, <laughs> I'm on board. It was board probably some crazy with fucking doctor kidnapping children.
1: Some crazy in the middle family of the psychiatrist night. or some shit. I guarantee it. I, oh, I
2: guess. It's I fucked. They didn't. They didn't mention anything about that. But you uh. know, I just want to know
1: <laughs> Allegedly. who Allegedly. originated.
2: Like, who was the first person who thought this oh, is the way to in
1: history to reform people? Oh,
2: to kidnap children in the middle forever. of the night, uh, white specifically people. with kids, like.
0: I don't. Know. Good grief! I don't know. I don't and yes, know. they
2: were they were absolutely fucking Caucasian.
0: Yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely, yeah, definitely, for sure. Um, but yeah, so they they took her to this uh, this school, and like she said, it was basically like like boot camp and just like physical labor all day long. And um, she uh, she made this friend, this girl, and she uh, convinced her to run away with her, and they did. And um, but then. Uh these two guys, I guess that worked at the uh the school they they came and found them and brought them back and then um uh, they they beat the shit out of the two of them, in front oh my of everyone. god!
1: Jesus, oh my Christ. fucking God,
0: yeah, just to like make an example of like if you do this, this is what happens
1: and so this was like an institution that people were sending their children. And, you do we know, know the name of this place
0: I don't know the name of that one um. She ended up going to, like, a few more different ones. I used to
1: actually, I used to work for, like, an after-hours call center, right? Like, we would just, like, field calls for Mm -hmm. all kinds of different shit. But one of the companies that had contracted that that call center was one of these things. Mm -hmm. It was, like, a religious camp for, like, gay Mm -hmm. kids. It was, like, a conversion therapy Mm -hmm. place. Mm -hmm. Uh, Really fucked up.
2: And here's, from a parent's perspective, the the reason why I find it even more troubling is that I can count on one hand the amount of people I feel comfortable leaving my children with. You are
1: very particular about who
2: And as I should be, as all parents should be, how the fuck, I don't give a fuck if it's an institution of some sort, there's too many people that you are relinquishing control of your child to. And these places are generally far away from where the parents are. The The visits are, like, authorized. So it's like they can do anything to your child in that time mm-hmm. and limit your communication with your child mm-hmm. at that time. Like, yeah. it is fucking crazy from summer a parent's camp. perspective.
1: Summer camp is kind of, kind of nuts.
2: And, like, okay, summer camp, at least the kids are presumably having fun at Mm -hmm. least it's not like a punishment
1: um i had a terrible time at camp
2: i don't believe in forcing a child to go anywhere Mm. like um i just don't agree with that but but this particular kind of thing it just like it just fucking baffles my mind
1: that is literally forcing a child (laughs) to go somewhere
2: and then the added element of like kidnapping it's it's like
1: fucking crazy what
2: the fuck yeah, I
0: feel like I feel like the best thing that they could have done was just explain, you know, that they were worried uh, that something might happen to her, and then maybe kind of loosen the
2: reins a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, like... that's the thing—they don't give a shit. Like it, it was the for sure, like uh, like a control thing, you know. Like and, they don't.
2: I, I think what a lot of parents often missed is like your kids probably have good reason for doing the things that they do. Yes, kids are dumb, but theirs generally an underlying cause of why they're acting out just fucking talk to them Mm -hmm. figure out a solution compromise like come together like and talk about shit that's all you have to do like to take such extreme measures there's Mm -hmm. nothing that a kid in my opinion can do where i'm like you know what I, I can't even possibly
1: mm.
2: <laughs> help or be involved in the correction of
1: this behavior. Well, what behavior? could you, they even do with this situation, you know? Because, like, her acting out is a direct result of mm, mm-hmm. them being shitty in the first place. But yeah. even
2: then, I, I'm like, even then, send her to go live with her aunt. Mm. You know? that That's a tried and true strategy of getting a kid, you know... To act right, pick a pick a trusted relative and ship them off to that trusted relative. Yeah, someone who maybe Definitely. doesn't live in a big city. I don't know. It's just a better alternative. But I'm sorry. Let's let's get back on track.
0: All right. So the the last uh, school that she was at um, was called Provo Canyon. That's the only one that they named in mm-hmm. the documentary. It was called Provo Canyon, and that one was the worst one. Um, you know, they talked about how, you know, it was just, like, constant, like, emotional, physical, and sexual abuse. Um, and they, uh, you know, like, they, w- you know, the kids, like, they couldn't tell their families what was going on there because, like, there were, you know, also, like, manipulation and, like, threats mm-hmm. if they tried to do mm-hmm. that. Um, and at one point, uh, they, so, like, they would give the kids, like, sedatives, like, these pills that they had to take. Oh, yeah. God. damn. Yeah, and, um... But, so you've
1: got the funny story, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but Paris, um, she found out a way to not take the pills and like hide them, and then like one of the other kids ratted her out, and she oh. uh, got put in a solitary confinement. Oh. Mm. Um. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. I'm like gonna cry now that's uh, it's so
2: fucked yeah it's like in. okay so in human in human nature just like group mentality or whatever you're going to have people who um who want to make their path easier by appealing and appeasing the authority and that's even more so when you're when the group that you're dealing with are children, right. like impressionable children. So it's like you can't even fault the kid who told on her mm-hmm. because it's like this kid is being tortured and manipulated like she's being tortured mm-hmm. and manipulated. Yeah. And it's like to, to to be an adult with any amount of fucking power and this is the way that... And like, not just you, but everyone else in this facility chooses to use their fucking power. It's just fucking, so fucking sickening. Ugh, Man, God, it's really gross. It's so fucking gross. Yeah. So, um,
0: while she was in solitary confinement, um, like, she talked about how, like, that's kind of when uh, she decided uh, that when she got out, um, she was just going to make the most of herself and, and her life. And um, just like have as much money as possible, so no uh, could ever control her Jesus. again. Yeah, Jesus fucking Christ! And,
1: mm. Oh God! And I think about the early two thousands. She was the, like the, the butt hate of every that joke. she
2: received. Um, you know, what I do one thing that I love now. Just with the um, the opening up of uh, avenues for storytelling, the, the like that anybody if they have the thought to can grab a camera and make a fucking you know um make an expose on anything mm. means that we can look back and truly fucking critique the way in which we treated specifically women like in the 90s early mm-hmm. 2000s because yeah and and not just women justin bieber like, the amount of hate that kid oh, got, yeah. and yeah. the amount of, like, sexual
1: harassment. Yeah, sexual by, like, grown-ass Grown-ass women. Grown women. Like, 30-year-old 30, 30 women um, interviewing fun, him, talking about fact, how... Fun fact,
0: Justin Bieber was actually uh, uh, one of the options before I found this one. He was one of the oh, things I was going to talk
2: mm. about.
1: And now, uh, people are like, oh, they're so cringe. Like, uh, I, it, the dude's, like, brain broke.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's fucking sad. Just leave, leave him alone.
1: Britney,
0: I think Lindsay he's doing Lohan. okay now. I mean, he—I think he kind of—he looks like a out.
1: hobo all the time. But I mean, that's he's definitely much like it. a fuckboy boy now, but you mm. know,
2: but he's married. He's married, and and he seems to be very much in love with his. Dog oh, maybe. Wife.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I'll
2: be right
1: back. Uh, Let me rephrase that. He's got like, like fuck boy energy.
2: Thank God, these people are able to find any amount of comfort. Yeah, and yeah. it's like we we already kind of knew back. Corey Feldman. Like we already kind of yeah, knew what, what we were creating.
1: Like it wasn't and, uh, like, well, it was like the whole child star thing was a controversy then, but then we were still, we're just engaging to in to it. do it.
2: Well, and, then and this
1: shit with Dan Schneider that's coming out now too.
2: Just fucking sickos fucking all around fucking sickos.
1: That's a, ugh.
2: fucking sickos. All right.
0: Sorry. <laughs> Whew, I'm just so oh.
2: proud of her, mm-hmm. you know? This is fucking stressing me. I'm like, I just want to hurt people there's, now. I'm there's pissed. More. There
0: is more to come. Oh,
2: God. There's more to come. You know, when Stacey was talking, told me she watched a Paris Hilton documentary, uh, this is, was my response was, um, oh, Paris Hilton, she's got big feet. Because that's the only thing I she know did say about that. Paris Hilton is that she wears a size 11 shoe.
1: Huh. That's big feet.
2: And I wish right now that, that, that it, I continue to only have that information
1: that facts, about yeah.
2: Paris Hilton because now I'm just pissed I didn't mention
0: that in the documentary <laughs> apparently
2: it's not <laughs> that important to anyone else I don't even know if it showed her feet she doesn't like to show her feet though then, then maybe not But but when sometimes uh, during red carpet appearance appearances, uh, her feet are there. You do you do see those shoes and those those puppies are.
1: I bet pictures hanging
2: uh, over pictures
1: of Paris Hilton's feet go for.
2: It's just hard to contain a size eleven. Yeah. Speaking of
0: pictures, there's this one part in the documentary I wasn't gonna mention this, but it uh, it was pretty great. Um, It was like her like social media manager or whatever. um, He said. He, like, basically, like, created, like, the the paparazzi whole deal or whatever. Um, Like, he was kind of braggy. But he said, um, if you could make a million dollars in one day, what does that look like? It looks like war. And he was, like, talking about, like, being a paparazzi. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Come on,
2: I think that's a beautiful Overselling and also kind of accurate selling of what was happening. For like, sure. Mm-hmm. Like you're doing a bit much, but also, yeah, it's probably People were like getting accurate. pushed into
1: traffic and shit during like the height yeah. of all that. Yeah. You know, the like, paparazzi shit.
2: The paparazzi, there's some things that just inherently, I, I think I, I would have an existential crisis doing that job like me following a celebrity and there's a bunch of other dudes with me following the celebrity around and we're like yeah yeah just get just, hey just pick up your phone i need to get that shot <laughs> like like i would i feel like if i did that job i'd be like dude what the fuck are you doing right yeah no for now? sure
1: get your fucking life together you wanted to be an artist at one point you know <laughs> yeah. fuck
2: yeah. Hey, show us a toe, hey
1: Paris, show us a toe.
2: Like, come on, man. God
1: damn, Paris, they got some big old feet. <laughs> they're really antagonistic too. Like, yeah, they say horrible shit. To be and saying. they're
2: like, oh, you can't do it. You can't do this for your fans. <laughs> it's like if I ever found myself yelling that at a stranger, dude. Oh my god, ew.
0: Yeah. At one point, she was, uh, she was like, she got in her limo and um, and she like took out her camera and she was just like recording all the paparazzi around her and she was like, how does that feel? Do you, do you like that?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I'm in love with Paris Hilton now. She has a cooking show. It's <laughs> like a YouTube cooking show. Oh, that's great. I, I didn't know that. And it's very cute. It's very cute and it's all, very wholesome.
0: All I know is from this documentary, I don't know like where she's. Oh, is well, now, Well,
2: I think maybe just as a palate cleanser for yourself, do yourself a favor and watch her. It's, it's a very cute cooking show where she she pretends to be her stupid character and and mm-hmm. be dumb for the yeah. masses. And like, I don't, and like she just puts glitter on everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's, awesome. It's very cute. It's Great. very cute. Like, a, yeah. she made like a Christmas dinner with a bunch of celebrities and it was like a glitter covered turkey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so anyway, finally she turned 18 and got released from Provo Canyon and she said that that was like the greatest day of her life,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um, so how long
1: was she there? When was she sent?
0: Uh, I don't know. I don't know how long she was there for. She went to like five of these places, but this took yeah. up yeah. Around, like
1: the
2: majority was, like, of her. So it was probably years. off and on.
1: During well, during her teenage years. Though, well, it was right? like
0: she kept she kept running away,
1: right? And mm. so then so they had to get keep kicked out finding. Of place like, can
0: relate. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> they, they had to like keep finding like stricter right places. Yeah. Um. But anyway, uh she finally got released and um, you know, like she decided, you know, she was just gonna make a ton of money. And um and she met this uh photographer and uh, he was like, Hey, let's uh let's go to your grandpa's house and take pictures there and so they like broke in
2: and loved that for her.
0: Yeah, and she's like wearing this uh this crazy like kinda like punk outfit and uh, just like flipping off the camera and she was like this is how i wanted to like reintroduce myself mm-hmm. to the world um so then she you know was just kind of becoming uh, her like influence herself and uh and then she had this uh boyfriend who uh coerced her into, uh, recording them doing it. Um, like she didn't, she didn't want to do that. And, but he was like, you know, she, but she like wanted to make him happy. Like she, you know, she mm-hmm. was, uh, was still like a vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I
1: forgot about yeah. You that. know what? Um, I mean, also... I remember the tape, but like, I forgot that she, it was like a, a thing. Like she did not want it out there. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah. Also, every time you introduce a new person in the story, I, like, brace myself, because I'm like, this is gonna... This is, this, what did this person do to Paris?
0: Yeah. So, I like, I wrote some quotes down about, about this part, um, but she said, uh, that was a private moment with a teenage girl not in her right head space, and everyone was watching it and laughing.
1: That's really sad.
0: And, um... Whew, sorry, uh, she said, uh, "I didn't need to do that. I always had a plan. Uh, my grandma would call me uh, Grace Kelly and Marilyn Monroe, Aww. and I I wanted to uh, live up to that."
2: Aww. Well, I mean, she kind of did in the legacy of. Of, Marilyn of people being very <laughs> shitty <Yeah. laughs> and yeah. awful and, and exploiting young women, she truly did live up to those things. Oh God!
0: And uh, and she said, "I want I wanted to live up to that, and when that happened, I felt like all of that was taken away from me."
2: Mm. And you know, I think that it, that's so relatable, even as a non-famous woman, that you you get judged and. And the, live the rest of your life explaining away decisions that you made in a vulnerable child state, like Definitely. as as a woman. You know what I mean? Like, like the amount of judgment we have for like girls who get pregnant young, and like it's just fucking. Our, our world is just so fucking cruel to women and gives women very little wiggle room to make any type of mistake or to do anything not approved. And it will, like, remain with them for the rest of their lives, and it's fucking sucks.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
2: oh, boy.
0: Sorry, I, did, I didn't know I was gonna, like, cry
2: and try. I really <laughs> thought that I was going to cry Tell like, my story, but... I think we're all going to cry. Listening to this.
1: One. I feel nothing.
2: <laughs> I I watched that sex tape. <laughs> what? It was a different time,
1: okay?
0: <laughs> oh, she also said that. She said um that if that had happened uh like in today's world, it you totally would have been received differently and it would like it just would have been an entirely different different thing. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, it's like the model now. Look at like well, not I won't say it's the model, right? But like uh, it, other people have made it work for them, like Kim Kardashian, right? Well, basically.
0: well she, uh, she like she also kind of uh, trained Kim Kardashian, like not mm-hmm. for that, not for right. that reason, but right. like
2: um, they created the model, yeah. Um, to, to lean in and profit off of it, but even then, I would say like you're still put into a category. Um you're still looked at as, you know
1: a very specific thing.
2: A very specific thing. It's like
1: And the truth is like Paris Hilton is actually very, very smart. Uh, uh,
2: yeah. Right? And it's like yeah, it's yeah. like a porn star trying to become an actress. You're still yeah. a porn star. That is true. First and foremost. So if it's like even though attitudes have changed and we allow women to lean into it and to actually take ownership of their body and uh and make decisions um and make money off of it we still there's it's still like the the amount of dismissal that kim kardashian gets or any you know anyone yeah, like once that. once you've done gets, sex tape once you've done like, sex yeah, work
1: you are a sex worker. you are a
2: sex worker and and therefore you can't have any good thoughts, and you can't... Yeah. You know, you, yeah. you're therefore a stupid, dumb bitch who spreads her mm-hmm. legs for money, and...
1: Mm-hmm. Even though we all consume the mm-hmm. product ravenously, mm-hmm. right? Mm.
2: Gross. Our society's so fucking gross. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, <clears throat> as of this uh, documentary, uh, she uh, um, she has 17 product lines um she has her own hotel chain a paris hotel hell yeah
2: probably has glitter all over it
0: too <laughs> probably and um she's the number one female dj in the world i love that hell yeah it's just her
2: and Shaq. that's <laughs> those are the only two djs
1: i would go see that show dude.
2: absolutely her and Shaq together yeah. oh my god would i go see that show dude i would be super pumped um
0: um, is it not over yet. <laughs> oh, no, it's not it's over. I still on. have more so uh going up of what uh Jesse said earlier um her her mom said in the documentary uh she is one of the most brilliant people you'll ever meet, but she puts up a mask of acting stupid and like using a different voice mm-hmm. um you know, and like dressing the way that she dresses and everything uh and uh paris said uh she said uh I've traveled all around the world and I've seen nothing except hotel rooms and clubs and stores. Uh, And sometimes I don't even know who I am. I created this character and I've been stuck with her ever since.
2: Mm. Mm. Interesting. And and I assume that's also like a way to probably shield herself Mm -hmm. from criticism because Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, people are critiquing, they're critiquing this character that I created. They're not critiquing me in a right. way to distance yourself from from that. But then that also also sucks because that is who people think that you are. Especially at right. the time,
1: Stop. too. Uh, people weren't uh, as uh, media literate as mm-hmm. they are. No, they thought that was Paris Hilton. They, mm-hmm. they didn't make the connection that that was a fucking character. Yeah, you know? I mean,
2: people mm-hmm. are still going up to like <laughs> to actors in movies and just actually thinking that they are <laughs> I mean, the character that they portrayed True. in a movie. Mm-hmm. So like, people are... Still not very medium. Very <laughs> Literate. Um, gosh, what, what was I just gonna say? But it's very Kaufman esque and beautiful that she's able to commit to this bit for so for so long and be this mm-hmm. character. Like honestly, um, fucking dope as hell. Like that's pretty fucking uh,
1: cool. Is she? Uh, do you remember when she tried to? Copyright the phrase that's hot. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's how uh, the documentary opens.
1: Uh, I wonder, was that calculated? <laughs> like she had to have known that there was no way, right? That that would, or was that even true?
0: What? Well, I, I, what are you asking? That, I,
1: did I, she actually do that? And if so, was it like because it wasn't approved?
2: I don't know what <laughs> she tried to uh, trademark. That's hot, so she could. Solely sell merchandise and things like that, which I, which I would say, even if it wasn't calculated, people have tried to, have tried and succeeded in um, copywriting stuff that's, you know, for in, sure in that same vein. Definitely was she uh, not able to copyright it? I don't believe it I just because, so. just because you know somebody in Texas that <laughs> that like makes a shirt that says like. That's hot. And it's just like a picture of Texas yeah. burning or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: know. I'd, I'd buy that shirt.
2: I would buy that shirt, too. Um, but, like.
1: Check out our merch it, store. It's just
2: such a, it's a phrase that could have so many different contexts and meanings that you couldn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not everybody I mean, is, like that's like saying you that's hot. Us, you know? like, yeah.
1: This food, that's hot. Yeah. Careful, that's hot. Like, you yeah. can't. You can't. What, what would waiters do? Yeah.
0: We can't. Yeah. But she did She did create products with correct things like that. I, I think what it.
2: she was trying to do was make it so that nobody oh, yes, else it. could take her brand. Um, but it's like, I don't know. Maybe you you're, you were going to have to do a little mm. bit more mm-hmm. than that. Maybe put
1: some glitter on it.
2: Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Gosh, there was, some, <laughs> there was something I was going to say that i forgot um anyway so when the when the when the sex tape thing happened um <clears throat> her her sister nikki said uh like they lived in a hotel like their family like lived in a hotel at the time and um and they would like leave kind of trashy well I mean, it's
1: one of those things that, like, a rich person. It's okay if a rich person lives in a hotel, right, <laughs> but a poor person. Honey, a poor person lives, oh, in, honey, a a poor person lives, lives in a motel. So. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not the same.
0: But uh, but Nikki said that like they would leave uh, like newspapers outside the 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 doors, mm-hmm. um, and so like every morning uh, she would get up like before anyone else, and she would like flip all the all the papers over, poor baby.
2: No, Nikki would do that. Not
1: <gasps> That's yeah. really sweet.
2: sweet, sister. Good for Nikki. Yeah. Um.
0: Okay. So anyway, uh, oh,
2: gotta get up at five a.m. to go <laughs> flip all these fucking newspapers over for my yeah. sister.
0: So anyway, uh, yeah, she she was a DJ. Well, is a DJ,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and um, she said that. At her first uh, concert that she did, um, like someone photographed this guy that like came up and like touched something on her uh, on her board, and so then uh, like it got out like saying like ev- like everyone thought that um, she wasn't actually. She was a
2: pretend DJ. Guy. I yeah. I hate the world.
0: And, yeah. And she, uh, because yeah. at
2: the slightest provocation, we will pretend that a man is responsible for something that a woman does. Like the slightest hint. Do you know how many men in my, that I've like been around, slept with, had an intimate relationship of any kind who has very like vehemently been like, Oh, I know I'm where you get your jokes from that you'd be telling on stage. It's like, Mm -hmm. I have never, ever repeated anything that you've ever said. Nothing you've said has
1: been stage worthy, but okay. Like, I don't know. When in reality, I'm the reason you do stand-up comedy. You
2: are the reason I do stand-up comedy. Yeah. hmm yeah. yeah. But you've never been like, I'm the, I, I know that all of the jokes <laughs> all that you your you're jokes
1: told, are mine. <laughs>
2: I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I'm like, come to a show mm. and you'll see mm-hmm. how <clears throat> my kids are responsible for the jokes <laughs> that I tell. <laughs> uh Men are funny, and our, our willingness to just well,
1: give men
2: line. credit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Really, I don't. Speaking of uh, dudes who want credit, uh, she, in the documentary, had a boyfriend um, for a little bit, and uh, his name was Alex, spelled A-L-E-K-S. Oh,
1: oh my God. Not. No. Yep.
0: So what? automatically, you know, he's a piece of shit.
1: <laughs> well, he can't help it. His parents. No, nah, he house. changed
2: his name to
1: that. <laughs> did. His parents. Nobody, didn't would, fucking do 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 it. That. Nobody would do Nobody that. Nobody would do that
2: because it's like so stupid. Yeah, that is. You know so what I mean? It, yeah. I recoil. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's awful. Yeah. The ex wasn't good enough for you. <laughs> well, he he was German. So oh.
0: it it probably didn't come that way. Um but anyway, uh like at one point uh he was uh like staying at her house and like she wasn't going to be there and so she like set up like hidden cameras mm. to watch him, mm-hmm. which I feel like is creepy. Well, no, Don't I Don't let him stay
2: at your house then.
0: Well, well, I feel like if if that's how you feel about your partner, then maybe, you know, they
2: shouldn't be your partner. If yeah, you don't feel like you can trust them. It's also like just then, just tell them to leave.
1: Right. Yeah. Okay. But bye. You,
2: you bought cam like mm-hmm. you invested more money. <laughs> I don't understand. Your
1: name is on the building.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a house. I don't know. Her yeah, like I I don't
2: know where you just I, think I she's even always in still hotels.
1: It just says Hilton. Above I, it. It.
0: Um, <laughs> but so anyway, uh, he he went with her. Um, to a music festival where she was uh, DJing at, and like before she was supposed to go on, he dropped her laptop that she was like, gonna use, oh. and um, like like it showed him do- doing that, and like it just kind of seemed like he definitely did that on purpose. To sabotage, yeah. Ugh, men are fucking. And God, and like he and he, he was like complaining to her um, about how like she had been like. Away from him all day, like doing all this promotional stuff, and he was for like for her show. Yeah, or like for other artists who are gonna be there, yeah. and um, and he was like, you, you know, it's okay if you if you promote other people, but like if I say no, you don't have to do it. And uh, and he was goodbye, like, goodbye, sir. And he and he was like, and you're doing all this uh, promotional stuff uh, for these other people, but you
2: don't do it for me, and it's like because you're not good. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, and because mm. we've had experiences like this with exes of of being mm-hmm. of like we're comedians and we're pretty decent at it and then it, the here comes a fucking significant other like who is attracted to us because we're funny and mm-hmm. good at the thing that we do but immediately become Angry and jealous and resentful mm-hmm. and yeah. it's, and it's like, you know, it's now that you're dating me, it's your responsibility to make me, to get me into the comedy business and and it's like, I don't know, nigga, be good, <laughs> get good. Yeah, yeah. I'm not about to go out and promote your really really shitty
0: <laughs> jokes, mm-hmm. dude. Yeah. Oh my and- god. Like, so, like so. Obviously, like he he was trying to stress her out and like sabotage her. Like right before she had to go do this show, mm. and um and so she like told like security she was like take his wristbands. Like I want him out of here.
2: <laughs> Good for yeah. her.
1: Hell yeah. Yeah. Um.
0: But yeah, it was it was pretty intense. Mm-hmm. Um. But like mm-hmm. you know, then she then there was a scene where she talked like she was. Um, like, packaging up, like, her her old laptops, and, like, she had, like, a ton of laptops, and she was, like... (laughs) She she was, like, these are not all ex-boyfriend related, but, um, you know, they do tend to get in fights with me and break my laptops or, like, you know, want my passwords,
2: and so then I have to...
1: That's fucking crazy.
2: Yeah. Because you can't... It's so frustrating because you... I go back to the
1: just the shitty
2: way that we treat women in our society, but you literally cannot be a woman who is successful at anything without like without running into several men um who just try to hurt you for yeah. being good at anything
0: yeah yeah and so and so like it kind of seemed like that was brief like the like, the main pattern in, in her... Life. Like, she, did, she didn't say it, but, like, you know, just, like, from what the documentary showed, um, like, you could kind of infer, like, all of her ex-boyfriends were, were shitty and probably, you know, just,
2: like, using her for... Yeah,
1: well, they were mad she fame. wasn't a regular bitch. But, and, like, don't... Well, just don't... But it's, like, they are... Paris Hilton there.
2: They are... And we've seen this in the news, like, with Jonah Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, there is something about being attracted to a woman because she shines so brightly and then immediately trying to dim, trying that, to light. dim that light yeah, and man. control mm-hmm. it and snuff yeah. it out because they think that what you, that what you have is only for their use mm-hmm. how dare the rest of the world get to appreciate this thing now that thing is only for me i'm the only person that gets to enjoy whatever you know is your thing it, 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 it's just fucking sick dude it's, fucking it's sick for sure. and and I've like been it's it's pretty much been um, the majority of the relationships that I've been in or the uh, of the men that I've tried to entertain that has been the story and it's like
0: mm-hmm.
2: why dude mm-hmm. just why not just leave me alone go find
1: why are you here So the, other... the one
0: guy I dated that's what it was for yeah sure. yeah
1: <sighs> yep. Boo.
0: Um, yeah, I don't. I don't really have like a whole lot else um, to say. Thank God. But, uh, <laughs> like, but I don't know. She like she talked about how um, you know she doesn't really feel comfortable like getting married because um, like you know she still feels like a kid kind of and mm-hmm. like mm-hmm, like yeah. you know like she had like her childhood taken away and she feels like you know like getting married and like having kids and stuff that's like a responsibility that she's just like still not mm-hmm. ready for yeah. And, um, but yeah i don't know how old she is now probably like in her 40s <laughs> but she said she she froze her eggs just in case mm-hmm. i don't know but that's 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 about it
2: oh, that was just as heavy this has been a stressful podcast. Mm. Jesse, if, if you don't come in with something funny, dude, this right. better be well, hilarious.
1: My, my story is about the time that Paris Hilton got tuberculosis.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. No. On uh, the same
1: my story, you guys, uh, is, uh, is about a guy named David Huggins. You guys know David Huggins? No. Nope. Okay, well, let me tell you about David Huggins. Well, can you just fucking be still? Let me, get, let me still. just get fucking settled in here.
2: Nigga, it's just...
1: See, no, this is you. You're trying to dim my light. This is me shining.
2: Is that what we call it? Yeah.
1: Okay. So David Huggins uh, grew up in Georgia, grew up on a farm in Georgia. He had a very classic uh, southern farm hand Georgia life, right? His parents uh, used to take him to like tent revivals all the time and stuff like that. And he kind of uh, developed uh, a sour taste in his mouth for religion. Mm. As, uh, we have, as we all do. Which is kind of an aside. It doesn't really matter. But at the age of eight, uh, David was out choring right out by the barn one morning when he heard somebody go, hey, David. Hey, David, come here. And he, he went out to the field just beyond, just beyond the barn. And he saw a little, what he calls a little hairy guy. Just a little hairy guy with oh, okay. glowing orange eyes. He looked like a tiny Bigfoot. And, of course, David was like, the fuck? Uh, and the little hairy guy was like, oh, shit, and then just can bolted. I,
2: can I pause? Yes. Can we just pause for a yes. second? I, I love the idea of saying that it looked like a tiny Bigfoot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's how he described it, but also a little hairy guy.
2: Okay. Because I, I feel like we've... We've developed a lot of creatures uh, yeah. in, in myth, and, um, and it's just very funny to just be like, it looks like a miniature version but of the yeah, thing that we tiny, call a Bigfoot. I love it.
1: It's like <laughs> you're slapping wings on something and calling yeah. it a different thing, yeah. but definitely. Uh, so he was like, oh, that's weird, uh, but you know, whatever. Uh, and he went about his chores, uh, but a few weeks later, he was out by the barn again. And, uh, this time he saw a giant praying mantis about seven feet tall. And, uh, when, when, when the mantis noticed him, right. It sprayed him with this blue liquid. Okay. okay. Can we, can we skittered away? Hold on. And then David noticed that the blue liquid did evaporate very quickly.
0: Wait, is this a true story?
2: According to
1: David. Uh, yeah. According to David.
2: Also, uh, like how, how old was David?
1: Uh, this is from the ages of early childhood.
2: Was uh, somebody drugging David?
1: It could be. It could be. Um, a few weeks after this, right? Again, he's out choring, right? Mm-hmm. Do, doing his chores. Uh, this is an chores. elaborate
2: ruse to, to get his parents to stop making him we'll, go do chores.
1: We'll get there. We, we will get to his parents. Uh, he hears three beeps. Right? No, no, no. I'm sorry. He sees th- three little guys. They're not hairy though. Mm. They're little aliens. It's like a it's they're, like a little
2: Bigfoot, but you shaved him.
1: It's like a tall gray. <laughs> this is actually an alien distinction in the alien community. There's tall grays, and then there are short grays.
2: You've been listening too much Blink 182 <laughs>
1: Yes.
2: Tom delong has got teeth.
1: Uh, so he sees like a bunch of short grays, right? And they're like peeking out. From behind stumps and shit. And he, he hears three beeps and then all of a sudden he's enveloped in this white light Ooh. and he's like, yo, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he hears three beeps again and he's back in the field. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, now, uh, a few weeks later, he uh, again, out short and uh, a bunch of the uh, small grays fall from the sky, right? And they just straight up chase him back to the house. Okay. <laughs> he books it back to the house. I love and that. later that. I night... love
2: that they keep giving him breaks. Yeah. They're like, you Wait, know what? On.
1: Get out of here.
2: We're not going to fuck with you for a couple weeks, but then. Yeah.
1: Wait, they, they just fell from the sky they didn't fall yeah, they like... just ap- appear to have fallen from the sky so okay.
2: imagine how crazy that would be if like something fell out of the sky and then just
1: popped up and just started fucking chasing me like... just little dudes Nightmare. uh later that night right he's in bed when suddenly he's surrounded on all sides by the small greys and then he is teleported to an alien craft well mm-hmm. I, what I am assuming is an alien craft mm-hmm. um And when he when he's there, he comes to, and there is this really tall alien woman, right? She's got the body of a she got titties, a a woman, yes. And and there's paintings of all this. David's a painter; he's painted all of these scenes. Mm. Uh, She's got a tight bod, bro. (laughs) Her titties are banging. Wait, is she a human? No, humanoid. She's got a human body, right? But it, the head of like a stereotypical alien, alien and then a really shitty wig. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
2: what color? What uh, color?
1: Black. What's does, the, she, uh, does
2: she look like um, um, the one alien on Lilo and Stitch? That has like the bob wig.
0: Yeah, I was gonna ask, was it a bob?
1: It's definitely a bob. Okay. Yeah, what you were picturing is not far off. Okay. Um, Hawaiian shirt or no? No Hawaiian shirt. Okay. Big old titties. Though. Big old titties.
0: Was she naked?
1: Not in. We'll get there. Uh, <laughs> oh god. Wait, was her we, body?
0: what's her body gray or was it
1: flesh? It's colored? flesh colored.
0: Okay. Was she That's had a gray racist. head. Was she had a big gray head.
1: Uh, yes. Big gray head. Weird. Yes. You can look up pictures of this. I'll show you pictures later. We'll include pictures in the description. Oh my god. <laughs> all right. Um, so, anyway, while he's on the alien craft, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this woman, the alien lady, takes a long metal rod uh. and shoves it in his nose. Oh, okay, You're going like, to do hole. No. Okay. We'll get there. Um, okay. And. Uh, David speculated, uh, speculates here that he was tagged, similar to like you would do animals for research purposes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, after she did this, uh, he 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 cried out and he's like, "Ow, you hurt me!" <laughs> <laughs> and she said, uh, "Let me see." And she touched his face, and then he felt no more pain. Mm-hmm. And then
0: aliens are he was Out,
1: and the next thing he knows, he's back. Mm-hmm. He's back in the... In the farmhouse. uh, Yeah. Uh, Oh, but, but, right, when that happened, that fucking our mantis friend, he was just looming in the corner, and Mm -hmm. that will be a theme throughout all of this. Uh, Whenever I'm describing something, almost always, the mantis is just kind of hanging out in the corner. All right? So keep that in mind. Uh, The next time he saw the aliens, he saw just this woman. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, she'll, he goes on to, to name her Crescent. Ah. Uh, okay. So he says.
2: Uh, <laughs> did he tell you why?
1: Uh, or did he tell probably, anyone? Why? I was real high when I watched this documentary. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so he sees this, uh, the woman out in the field, and he's, again, like eight, nine or ten, right? And he says, uh, I told Mom and Pa about y'all coming to visit, and they gave me a whooping. <laughs> and uh she was visibly disturbed by this she did not like that that they had uh, hit the boy right yeah. mm-hmm. and so she said then don't tell them and then he never told them again mm-hmm. but they continued to visit
2: mm-hmm. okay
1: now at the age of 17 flash it's so
2: funny to me that the alien needed to tell him not to tell yeah him it anymore. seems pretty obvious it's like yeah they yeah, hit I, you for it yeah they beat the Shut shit the out of you stop
1: yeah, yeah just stop telling people shit <laughs> stop running your goddamn mouth
0: that's like your kids like anytime they're afraid of like getting in trouble with you i'm like well
2: then don't tell don't don't tell her dude (laughs) why it's it's like a fundamental thing uh for me i cannot tell my children this but i do need them to some some at some point in time realize how to like get away with things because they're just so bad at Mm -hmm. the cover-up like it's
1: I remember one time I I came home from school. I had gotten into a fight and I got in trouble. Uh, But I came home and I was like, hey, did you get a call from the school? And my mom was like, no, why? And I was like, oh, no reason. And so (laughs) then she called the school.
2: (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, Yeah. man. Shut up. Although I I think a really good, uh, fucked up, but great manipulation uh, tactic or, like, way to get information out of your... uh, out of children is just be like um, is there something you want to tell me and oh, then just who, and, yeah and then they'll spill all of the secrets
1: oh damn and wow. it's like
2: i didn't even know about that that's and, fucked up cool thanks for letting me know
1: you wow. could probably do that with adults too just your friends mm-hmm. like i with
2: my friends yeah because yeah, right. there's something you want to tell me they're all some anxious people
1: yeah. so yeah oh god i would cry
0: And they all like talk about themselves too yeah are all comedians
2: yeah, um, I think that's you're just talking soup. about yourself, Stacey. But yeah,
0: that's mostly true. Um, I have to pee again. Oh but you guys God. can keep going. I can't...
2: Well, we could just take a, break, take a break because I got to poo again. Oh Jesus!
1: Come on, pickle now. Smile on your brother. Well, that's kind of a bitch, huh? What? Just sitting so, here. Yeah. Oh, He's just kind of a bitch.
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I
1: hope. I hope she uh, falls down the stairs on her way down to poop.
0: I hope not, because if anything happens to um, Lynette where she can't uh, pay for the house that I live in, then I don't know where I'm going to go.
1: That's fair. Okay, I hope she poops her pants, though. But not so bad that she can't work.
0: Right. I I don't think pooping your pants has ever made someone's ability to work uh, change unless they're unless they do it while they're at work
1: yeah well uh, maybe you poop your pants so hard you die you ever think about that okay.
0: that's something I think we should uh, google at some point
1: do you think you could poop your pants so hard you die
0: yes <laughs> okay
1: <laughs> alright where were we like,
2: what if other stuff
1: falls out like an organ yeah
2: like you can have like a prolapsed anus. Yeah, your butt could uh, yeah, poop microphone. so hard this you poop out your This is solid
1: gold. Now that, you could have you a prolapsed anus. That would definitely kill you. Mm. You could have a prolapsed anus. You can poop out your butt. Right. That's crazy.
2: So what if more falls out? Yeah. <laughs> then you probably die.
1: Do you guys have hemorrhoids? No. Mm-hmm. I do.
2: Not at the moment, but I do get them. Yeah, I get I get I piles never...
1: occasionally. Is what they're called.
2: Oh, I thought you meant like piles of
1: hemorrhoids. No, but they're called piles. Oh. <laughs> I was like, do you have the cluster? UK. They cluster it I up. I mean, they do. Dad? Yeah.
2: You I've know. never had a hemorrhoid, and I don't even when you were pregnant. To. Yeah, when I was pregnant, nope.
1: Really? It's very common for pregnant women to get hemorrhoids.
0: Jesse, do you use uh, wet wipes on your on your poopy butthole? I
1: don't wipe my butthole at
2: mm-hmm. all. Yes, that's why.
1: Yeah. I don't think so. I think I it's because I pushed.
2: I am sorry, guys. I, we have to. We have to get back
1: on track. We can't talk about...
2: No, I I have okay. shit to do today. <laughs> so, uh, I, I, just... I technically need to work. And myself. this podcast has been being recorded for two no, fucking hours.
0: It's 4.30. Uh, yes.
1: This is about to get incredibly uncomfortable. So, at okay. the age of 17, uh, David was out walking around the property uh, on a very rare respite from the Chorin. Mm-hmm. Uh... When he saw Crescent sitting out by the crick. Uh-huh, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And he started to walk towards her. And as he did, she stood up. And his dick got rock hard.
2: Dude, isn't this a child we're
0: talking about?
1: Uh, this is yeah, how he tells the story. Okay.
0: I thought you were just making that up. No. Yeah. Stop breathing like that.
1: And he said he, he was so aroused that he almost nutted his pants.
2: This is, this can't be real. And, This okay. is how
1: he tells the story.
2: Um, why would you need to put that part
1: in there? I just, it's, it, he felt it was important when and, relaying his story, and I don't want to silence the man. Okay?
2: All right.
1: Okay. So, uh, he, she gestures towards him. He goes to lay down at the crick bed.
2: Uh,
1: and okay. Crescent, the alien woman, then oh. uh, mounts him. Oh, gross! And they have the most mind-blowing sex ever, and that's how he lost his virginity.
0: Wait, how old was he?
1: Seventeen. This is oh. the age of seventeen.
0: Oh, I thought he was still ten. Yeah, I know. No, that's
2: why I was no, like, "Where are, no. are
1: we?" So this is the age of seventeen. Okay. Um, now, uh, at the age of nineteen, uh, this is nineteen sixty-five. He discovers uh, an artist collective uh, in New York City. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his parents are terrible, awful people, and they did not like him doing art. Mm. So one day like while they Hitler were does. in town. I
2: probably wouldn't like, if my son was this guy, yeah. I wouldn't like him doing art either. Well, he's
1: not doing that kind of art yet.
2: Get the fuck out of here. Yes, he is.
1: I mean, probably. He's definitely drawing weird shit. But they're so, like,
2: "Nick, is this an alien?" No. No. <laughs> Hand over these
1: art <laughs> supplies, you fucking weirdo. He uh he waits uh for them to be in town, right? Uh and he runs away. Uh-huh. He he moves to New York City in 1965. Um and when he gets down there, there there was a transit strike happening at the time. So all all public transit was shut down. Uh No trains, no buses, nothing. Uh, and he has to get to work. So...
0: So he calls on his alien friends and they help him
1: transport. he started, he's like, well, I've seen it in the movies, I'll give it a shot. And he he sticks out his thumb, right? Uh, and a jet black limo pulls up. (laughs) Uh, and a woman, he can't get a good, clear look at her, right? Uh, but with long, dark hair. It's Crescent. It is Crescent. Uh, and it's, it's kind of vague as to whether or not he remembers the stuff from his childhood at this point. Okay, but this uh, was like two unclear. years ago
0: that he that he banged her, though.
1: Yes, but we are also dealing with aliens, you know? And they can wipe memories.
0: Lynette, why are you looking at me like that?
2: I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I... Oh, we haven't
1: even gotten...
2: You're, you're, you are, um... Just the person that this story is for, like,
0: I'm horrified. Yeah,
2: I know because because, uh and I guess the listeners don't know this, but Stacy is the most like gullible, and but like it, she truly believes in well, yeah. all kinds of supernatural. Like, supernatural and 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 so like yeah, you I like and stuff. I I keep looking over at you because I'm interested to see how you're taking the yeah, story in because i know i know, I know that
1: when I, you're, when I got stoked about this
2: that you believe every like it is not in your brain that this is outright just bullshit yeah like yeah so i'm just interested yeah, when, when
1: stacy is asking is this see, real she's genuinely is this real is this real well uh, i'm
0: still not it, sure exactly. i'm waiting the to find out still...
1: when i picked this story i was so excited because i uh, I thought you would think it's fucking hilarious. It's bull. It's, it's it, it, I have. You would theories. be riveted. You. I thought. Thought you would be riveted, and that Stacey would be. Horrified. My
2: mind is is working it, right now. Yes. I have. I have a lot Definitely. of notes. I have but... my own. Well, if there's one
0: thing that I know about aliens is that they target specific people multiple <laughs> times throughout their life. If there's
2: one solid fact known about aliens, mm-hmm. it is that they. <laughs>
0: Yeah, also,
2: like, like I'm saying that sarcastically, and Stacey is very. That is the fact that she knows.
0: Like
1: I've, I've seen
0: a, a UFO, but Shut I up. I've not like you
1: know. Been UFO abducted. watch, tell me about it.
2: No, I need you to get done I with need the story. I to know the
1: story. T- I kind of
0: want to tell. I kind of want to tell it. So, I was real high one day. Um, you, you
1: can edit this out. <laughs> I
2: love that. That's how this we can.
1: Uh, I was I,
0: real high one
1: day. Save it for the YouTube. We'll and I was short.
0: I was. Uh, I was laying in a sand dune um, in Newell, Iowa, with uh, with a couple of friends and. Um,
2: that's and not a real place. It Whatever, is, Newell, Iowa—that doesn't exist.
0: It's a small uh, residential area. Um, anyway, <laughs> I, I was laying in the sand. dude. I was looking up at the at the night sky, and I see this bird start uh, like coming in, like flying overhead, and it starts to turn like bright orange, like like fire. And I thought at first that it was just being lit up, like, from, like, the street lamps, like, the orange street lamps, like, that's what it looked like, but it, like, it keeps coming across, and it keeps getting brighter and brighter, and I'm like, oh, that light is coming from the object itself, mm-hmm. and then it, and then it sprouts these legs, and it, like, turns into, like, like an insect, t- like, shape,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and, um, and it's just, like, going across, and then all of a sudden, it turns into a silver orb, and then it just, like, you know, like, veers off, like, it kind of, like, rounds out, like, veers off back in the opposite direction, and then it just, like, pops, like, it disappears. Mm.
2: So, I, I will say that we, we do have proof uh, of extraterrestrials, so they just kind of... Like the government kind of well, yeah, low-key admitted to it. Every, every, every to like it.
1: six months, like uh, some officials, like, yeah, I got more stuff here. Congress really needs to look into this, and they, right, they just, just fucking dumb. So, so,
2: so, I mean, as as I am being sarcastic and deriding, there is more evidence pointing. I mean, I'll wait until after the story to like for us to actually like get into my thoughts on the whole thing. But, but I do think it's worth noting that. We have concrete evidence. Yes, I concur. Thank I you. did. I did. Um, finger quotes when I said that, but
1: concrete evidence. I mean, the Tic Tac man. We'll we'll get into that later. We'll
2: get into it. All I right, think. I so. think
1: the
0: the greatest thing I've ever heard um, was like about aliens is that it would be so arrogant for us to think that we are the only intelligent life in the universe. I mean,
2: yeah, we will again. We will get. We'll get into it. We'll get into it, but I do want this story to fucking end.
1: Okay, we got probably about another page of notes here. Um, so, later that... Oh, he get he, he gets in the car, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he gets in the car, and he's like, hey, if you could just take me to the other side of Central Park so I can get to work, I'd appreciate it. She says, sure, hop in, I'll take you. Later that night, he Wait. has a
0: crescent was driving the limo
1: it, uh i think she's in the back okay um they i think it's the little hairy guy <laughs> driving <laughs> they're sitting on top of each He's other like, hey hey uh, I'm, a I'm a little really fucking hairy <laughs> hey david um, so she takes him right later that night he has a dream where crescent comes to visit him uh and they know each other uh, in the biblical sense. God. Okay. <laughs> um, and he hears somebody, he just hears a voice say, we'll be back. We'll be back tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, I just want to emphasize, the, the, the mantis still looming in the corner. Still in the corner. He's watching the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I think he's kind of a cuck. I think he might just be a space cuck. That's kind of his thing. Mm-hmm. We don't kink shame here. It's the good, the bad, the funny, but I want it to be known. I think that's what's going on. Good uh, for him. This goes on for weeks. Weeks. One day he's walking home from work, and he's, he's, he's struggling. He's like, I, I, am I dreaming this? Is this really happening? He's trying to figure it out, and he passes a flower shop. And he goes, well, those flowers are beautiful, and my space lady is beautiful. <laughs> okay. So if this is real, I'm going to buy my space lady some flowers. Mm-hmm. And he takes them home, right? And that night, he dreams of Crescent. And when he wakes up, the flowers are gone.
0: He tells oh. him, he
1: Crescent, those are for you.
0: Oh,
1: shit. the flowers are gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it says here, regular encounters, mantis always present, intergalactic cuck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh one night crescent visits right and she starts sobbing she says david the babies are dead what babies that's what david said, she said david your babies our babies are dead and he says well you gotta take me to these babies my babies are. Oh, we hurt. gotta start making
2: more is what my, i thought And she
1: says david no you can't go and he stands up in a huff uh, and then promptly passes out. Dick. Rock hard. <laughs> <laughs> did um, she
0: Did she make him pass out with her uh, I think
1: covers? so. Yeah, I think they were just like sleep. Right? But when he comes to, he is aboard the ship. Mm. Right? And Crescent's standing before him. And she's just kind of holding the baby. It's all limp. Right? Mm. Just kind of dangling there. She said, David, the babies are dead. She's crying. David reaches out and touches his baby. And there's an arc of blue light that, that goes from his fingertip to the baby. Right, and the baby starts moving. It (gasps) comes back to life, and so this is very
2: E.T. The mantis, yeah.
1: The mantis is like, well, he uh, will check this out, and he takes him into a whole nursery full of babies. How many? Like from wall to ceiling, just in shelves, just in. He's painted this, and they're in like little cubbies, right? Okay. Um, and he starts touching. (laughs) There's a scene in the documentary, right? He's working on a script about his life. And in the script, he's reading it, he's like, and the mantis showed me the babies, and I said, Well, how am I gonna afford the college? <laughs> it's so good. So good. Oh. Uh, so he touches all the babies, right? He brings them back to life. And he he's he's a happy boy with his babies and they send him back home. I'd love it uh, if he just
2: left one of them dead, like yeah, not one, you oh, Fuck
1: this guy. <laughs> He's got a bad This
2: body, one's ugly. Body. I don't want it.
1: Yeah. No, I don't um, want this one. A few weeks later, though, he starts to have, like, a, a meltdown. Um, control, uh, uncontrollable sobbing. That's not
2: what all of this was? No.
1: Oh, no. Okay. This is the meltdown. He makes it, uh, he, in the documentary, he talks about he's seen several doctors, and he has no diagnosis of any sort of, like, mental illness. He's never been institutionalized. He's I'm
2: going been... to air quotes doctors on <laughs> this. Yeah, definitely.
1: Like... Uh, they've never been put on any sort of medication. Um but anyway, he starts having this meltdown, um, right? And he's convinced himself that the his babies are dead again, uh, and that it's somehow his fault. Uh, and he starts hurting himself. Yeah, he shouldn't have touched him. Um, and so, two large alien women who look like crescent, right? But they're like shit brick house, like they are just mm. like ripped. Mm-hmm. And he also, he makes a point of being like, I also had sex with these women. Uh, and it was hot. Uh, um, well, that's upsetting. Death by snooze, snooze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, he, they, they have a whole... Wait, to hold stop,
2: stop. What's upsetting?
0: Just that he can't even be monogamous in an alien relationship. He Honestly,
1: there's other shit there. So much other shit that I haven't, I don't really have time, but like there's ritual sex that he has with other alien women as well. And apparently the reason that the mantis is always looming in the corner... Men are so funny. It's fucking wild. (laughs) Uh, The reason that the mantis is looming in the corner is that he is absorbing all of the emotional energy. Right, That's his purpose. I don't fucking know. He likes... To store it? He likes to get cocked. There's even a painting of... So, of David laying in bed uh in his post bliss right and then the space cuck is in the corner and crescent is very clearly pointing at the space cuck and like covering <laughs> her mouth and tittering like this is space cuckoldry
0: tittering
1: like laughing you know okay. like giggling she's making fun of uh space cuck's tiny Luggy space penis there. or something
2: <laughs> in the corner
1: uh, uh... Anyway, so the, the two large alien women have to hold him down and they show him, look, your babies are all right. Babies are all right. And they send him home. And then things just kind of stop. Mm-hmm. Um, Does he
0: ever see his alien babies again?
1: I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, he forgets everything happened. hmm Forgets all of this shit. Okay. Until 1987 happens. Mm-hmm. It gets to 1987. He's married at this point
0: to a human woman. To a human woman. Okay.
1: And has a child. Just one. Uh, Just well, actually, he claims to have thousands of uh, alien hybrid babies across the globe. Right. Okay.
2: But Uh, with the human woman, he had one. Yeah, this
1: is just a regular, regular kid. He fucking sucks. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, there's
2: no way you could live up to all of your. Alien, alien human sibling. The hybrid sibling. He, he, in
1: 1987, he, he has a flash of memory of all of this, and he decides to paint what he sees. And when he does, everything. Just like, he, he remembers everything. Uh, and so he tells his wife, and she divorces Absolutely. him. Absolutely. Uh, by And uh, refused to be interviewed for the documentary. Uh, also, his kid, his son, also is visited. By uh, otherworldly beings. No, I don't no. know if he fucks though.
2: I hope not. I hope not. um Was the son interviewed?
1: Uh, very briefly.
2: when he said? Yeah. What did he? Was what like, did he was like, yeah.
1: Uh, aliens visit me too. Is not that big a deal. Okay. That's pretty much it. God, I have so. Also, he lives in Thailand.
2: Yeah. Or
1: something like that. Wait, wait.
0: The son does. Yes. Is he a white dude? Yes. Okay. Just, just wondering.
1: <laughs> maybe the Philippines. Okay. Um, but that's it. There is more to the story of David. He, he, uh, he became a very prolific painter. And his paintings are actually, I mean, some of them are kind of whack, but some of them are really fucking good. Mm. Uh, they're, like, impressionistic. That's how he describes it. He uh, talks about how he's very inspired by Van Gogh. Uh and that's it. That's the story of David bitch. David Huggins.
2: Everybody's inspired by Van yeah, Go. Yeah. Shut
1: up.
0: Okay, okay, can I ask um who here uh thinks that's a true story?
1: I think that David thinks it's true. When you watch the documentary, he is very sincere. I I believe that David believes okay. that this stuff happened.
2: I don't believe I I mean honestly so, um, I like to keep an open mind, but as soon as it turned into, they needed him for his fucking, p- yeah, for his sperm, yeah. like, oh my God, men are so, or like, humans just, um, they're just very predictable. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, of course. I mean, it, it's like that main character syndrome. And it's like, I, yeah, they definitely need me, David, my from special the, the,
1: <laughs> like, my special magic load. Uh,
2: it's um mm-hmm. okay. Come on now. What do you think, Stacy? Oh, I'm
0: on the fence. I don't. I am I'm, I'm leaning towards it's probably not true. Um, are a lot of his paintings about that?
1: Uh, almost exclusive. Yeah, I was gonna say it's he probably had, then. No, like, I don't prior, think it's... prior to this he did like landscapes. <clears throat> um, no. still life stuff.
0: No, I, I, this is, this is why, this is my reasoning, uh, behind why I don't think it's a true story, because, uh, when I was in art college, I had an existential, uh, crisis where I thought, you know, why are we doing this?
2: Yeah, it's like clown college almost. Yeah, like, what,
0: what is the reason for us to just be making these paintings? Like, who the fuck cares? Mm -hmm. What difference does it make? And I think that David needed a reason to do art. That is such a.
1: But he had been doing art.
0: But he long needed.
1: Before. But no, he
0: had we're... an existential crisis and needed something more. He needed something to say with his art. Ah.
2: And I see. and created a story backwards, which is mm-hmm. also very interesting because um, I, I think it's telling that he forgot all of this and i then, have my then theories as to these things came flooding you know back and the human the human mind is so fascinating because you can very vehemently believe you can edit your memory mm-hmm. to believe something actually happened yeah. another yeah. reason why i think this is off the subject of what i was just saying but like another reason i think it's bullshit is because they needed him for his special semen. But they found him as a child originally and it's like then what what alien did the vetting process? Like this is the one with the with the semen um, that we This guy's got good, like he was good ten, stuff. so uh, that's weird. Um I think it was a here here's here's what I'm saying. There is a fuck ton of people. On the planet, right? And it's like you could have just found an adult. Yeah, one that's not Why did you need yeah. this? You played like this long game <laughs> um,
1: from I would this imagine kid. maybe they're studying like the human life cycle or something.
2: And then, like, then we, but it, but it's like you have access to all of the people on the planet. You could still study the human life cycle and speed up the process of you doing so by 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 well, fucking they, an adult. They ha-
1: maybe they have to go. I think what we're coming down to is that aliens are the real groomers.
2: Yeah. It, the way David tells it. Like, if I was an alien, I'd be very upset. Don't paint me in that
1: light. That's <laughs> so rude. Don't don't associate me with them. I think that it's likely that David would probably molest it. I was thinking a the,
2: that was my first thought. That and he... Blocked it out. He suffered extreme trauma mm-hmm. as a child. It it is um it, it's it's very telling to me when he talks about like the alien telling him not to say anything mm-hmm. to his parents anymore mm-hmm. um and uh and then there's probably a lot of guilt mixed with that trauma if he did end up enjoying his abuse to some extent mm-hmm. or you know finding gratification uh there that that it would it would make sense to me that then he would weave he this sort of yeah this tale, yeah my heart as soon himself. as you said like they said not to tell like my heart just broke because I was like I, this is mm-hmm. this is a sexual abuse story mm-hmm. this was not funny at all no. Jesse this is just a bummer of a goddamn podcast agree
0: so who had which
2: i had a good story
1: i had a funny story
0: mine was bad yeah
1: yeah
2: they were all bad
0: (laughs) they were all bad they were all in the end they were all bad
2: yeah man you know we should just burn it all to the ground and like hopefully plant life will take over and um yeah, we should just wrap this whole human thing up. Yeah, I don't think I want to do this podcast. Anymore. How I feel? Oh, good grief! No, I
0: still want to do the podcast. I do too, because we yeah, might as well do
2: something saying. before before the world ends. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, dude. I don't know, man. This was a was kind of a bummer of an episode. I feel really bad for David. I mean, I feel. Happy for David,
1: in seems in that he
2: he has found a way to frame. adjust and mm-hmm. frame it. Um, I, I feel bad for his child, who I, I assume just wants to be friends with his dad. So well, he's I imagine like, Me there's too, a reason dad. He, he
1: left the country. You know,
2: yeah. Like I don't I don't want to I don't want to speculate, but it but it does. Him saying that the aliens also came to visit him, t- to me,
1: just seems like oh, yeah, like a yeah, yeah.
2: hey, you know, to to because it's probably all his dad fucking talks about. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. you know. So I'm
1: saying this so my dad will talk to me. Yeah, yeah. will
2: have any type of like relationship with me yeah, or whatever. Definitely. Um, that's sad. That is uh yeah. That's heartbreaking. And that and that, that poor wife. She she's probably like. Oh, my life is going mm. so good. I got the man of my dreams, and he's like, "Yeah." So anyway, aliens, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I have we be thousands of children, and it's like, ugh.
0: Well, and I'm I sure she go. didn't like. I'm sure she didn't leave him like right that instant. I'm sure it became a thing where he like wouldn't stop talking. No, mm-hmm. she was
1: very much uh, the way he made it sound was she was very much like, "Fuck you, you're crazy," and then packed her bags.
0: Like. On Like, on-site, like, when he first mentioned it?
1: Yeah, basically. I mean, that's the way he painted it.
0: Oh, then, no. If that's what he said, no, that's not what happened.
1: Yeah. Probably. That's probably not what happened. Also,
2: it could be that she was like, this is, like, I can't do anything in this situation. Yeah. And And say what you will about supporting and loving the people around you who suffer with mental illness. There is... A point where you do have to protect yourself, Mm -hmm. like and yeah, what kind of environment? Like, what was she gonna do? How was she gonna help the situation? Like,
1: yeah, I imagine she was like, "Yo, get some help," and he was like, "Nah." uh,
2: I went to scores and scores of doctors.
1: She 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 sucks dick too good. I can't quit her. Yeah, (laughs) yeah,
2: yeah. That's that's awful. This is awful. You should all feel bad. Cause i feel bad <laughs> well, either way
0: it. it's upsetting whether it's true or not either either way it's it's a really uncomfortable upsetting story
1: uh-huh. good i'm glad you guys liked it yeah <clears throat> Ugh.
0: very funny good job Thank, yeah. thanks making us Thank laugh. hilarious
1: you guys laughed at the little hairy guy. Uh, yeah, there are some right things at the top. That, I, that I laughed at. Oh. Uh,
2: space Cuck's funny. Space Cuck is very funny. Oh, but who is real Cuck? Ugh, it's, the implications yeah. are gross. Yeah. So gross. I'm so grossed out. Ew. Okay. We should get a Dude, I guess, I think next week we all do a funny story.
1: <laughs> I try, I'll try. I thought this was funny. <laughs> this is...
0: But what if we try and then it's bad again?
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. Is anything
2: good in the world? No. Uh, no. Right. You're right. God, I have to, like, get up and go live a life now, and all I am right, just, well, let's like... let's outro
1: this bitch <laughs> and- I'm just
2: saying, like I the a weight <laughs> the weight of the three stories that were told today are just gonna rest on my shoulders the rest of the day. Okay.
0: Hey, at least now I know that if I get TB, I'll probably not die.
2: Yeah, that is good. I didn't know that before that I might die. Of did you? Did TB, you but... know that TB was also consumption? Because I I learned I, that. I thought that so, was. Cancer. I, I thought consumption
0: was alcoholism.
2: Mm.
0: You know what? That I think that's sense. also
2: what I thought.
0: What what else
2: could that be? I could, thought
1: it was definitely.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Cuz you know, to consume you cons- cons- you consume something. Mhm. So Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. I was uh, going to say that needs, earlier. Like it doesn't make
1: any. You
2: Oh, Oh. It's deep. Oh. Soviet Russia. Okay.
1: All right, guys.
2: Um, Jesse, you want to outro this yeah. switch?
1: You've been listening to The Good, The Bad, and The Funny. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram, uh, and you can what?
2: So If you have a story that you would like to see featured or hear featured on this podcast, and it's good or bad or funny, please email good bad or funny at gmail.com. Also, I, I should say uh, if you could just like uh, tag it, uh, like um, in the subject line, put if it's good, bad, or funny,
1: that would be extremely helpful. Thank you. Yeah, do that. All right, guys. For Lynette Thomas, I'm Jesse McIntyre. What? <laughs> and then you say for Stacy Stark, I'm Lynette Thomas, uh, and then you say for Jesse McIntyre, I'm Stacey Stark. Good night, everybody. <laughs> good night. Good, good night.